ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. I'm your host, Prophet Marty Layton, and welcome to a night of hope and information and impartation and inspiration. Amen. God is moving mountains for his people, and I want to help you tonight to speak to your mountain, knowing that God is moving it. Amen. Whatever has been blocking you, Whatever has been trying to stop you, I'm telling you tonight, it is moving. Amen. God has been speaking to me all week long about the restoration and the recovery that he is activating this year, this new year of 2024. And, you know, I have uh, uh, been able to communicate many different things. subtitles for the new year um, about run through the door or the open door or the year of the more or God has more to pour in 2024. All of these things are the word of the Lord. Uh, But I woke up very early Tuesday morning, maybe around 3 a.m. ish. And uh, it's a very unique thing. It's never happened to me before. But I saw an angel standing next to my bed. Now, let me be clear. I don't pray to see angels, and I recommend you don't pray to see angels either because uh, the Bible actually says that the devil is a fallen angel and he can be transformed into an angel of light uh, that would deceive you into thinking that he is not uh, the devil or a demonic spirit. Um, and so you don't ask for those things, but occasionally God will show you those things. And so I was uh, half awake, half asleep, and uh, I kind of mutter in tongues all the time anyways. And so around 3 a.m. I woke up and I started muttering in tongues, and I looked over, and there was an angel standing right next to my bed, a very large uh, looked like a almost seven foot man, <clears throat> excuse me, all dressed in white. And uh, I heard the Lord say, this is an angel of recovery, an angel of recovery. And I am commissioning him to recover all that you have lost, listen, in the past seven years. And so it really struck me as unique and and i you know i didn't know what to think i wasn't all the way awake but i heard the lord so clear and again this very bright uh man an angel dressed in white kind of very muscular warrior looking uh and the lord said it's an angel of recovery and I'm commissioning him to recover all that you've lost in the past seven years. <clears throat> and the Lord spoke to me on how he's commissioning angels now to recover all. You know, the, remember the word that the Lord gave us uh, just a few weeks ago uh, was like what the Lord spoke to David at Ziklag, pursue your enemy, overtake him, and without fail, recover all. Amen. So the Lord is commissioning angelic warriors right now to recover for his people all that was lost or stolen. This is what the Lord was telling me. And when the enemy is found out, according to Exodus 22, he must pay back double. And if you've been a part of this audience, you know that God said in 2024, he has activated the double portion blessing. 2024 is the year of the double portion. You can you can say it however you want to rhyme it. That's what God was saying. You know, in excuse me, in 2 Kings chapter 8, <clears throat> you see the story of the very wealthy Shunammite woman who built a home for the prophet Elisha at her home, whether it was a kind of a uh, a room or a small apartment. Uh, she built like an upper room for him. 
you know, it, it was a place of, uh, of honor that she brought for him, that she created for him. And, uh, and as a result, he wanted to bless her. And let me just say this. When you bless a prophet, <clears throat> that, that prophet's reward starts bubbling up inside of a prophet. And you cannot stop uh, God, Jesus the prophet, inside of you from wanting to release that prophet's reward to you. That's how it happens. And so the Shunammite woman is a great example of that, receiving a prophet in the name of a prophet. You receive the prophet's reward. I'm not going to get into that teaching. Uh, but the Shunammite woman built a home for him and received the prophet. And so she received the prophet's reward. And so what was the reward that she received? God gave her a son. It was the only thing her money could not buy. But it really was what she truly desired for her life. And, you know, there's the account in, in 2 Kings uh, chapter 8, uh, or chapter 7, where she's saying, <clears throat> don't mess with me, prophet. Don't, don't try to touch the one thing uh, that I have had the deepest hurts and disappointments over. And he says this to her, by this time next year, you'll have a son. And so... That truly happened, and then uh, a few years go by, and the son's out working in the field with his dad, and from the heat of the sun, he passes out. He had uh, possibly a heat stroke or something like that, and, uh, and then he dies prematurely, and so the, the mom does something absolutely unheard of. She takes... Uh, the young boy's body and she brings it to the prophet's room that she created for him, lays him out on the prophet's bed, calls the prophet and says, you have to bring him back to life. And so the prophet Elisha, you know the story, lays palm to palm, foot to foot, face to face, mouth to mouth over the young boy and breathes the breath of life into him. And he comes back to life. And so she was very familiar with restoration. <clears throat> restoration. She knew restoration as a part of the prophet's anointing. And so recovery and restoration, and I could give you several other stories in Scripture, they are a part of the prophet's anointing. Recovery and restoration, okay? So the prophet restores him back to life. And uh, then in chapter 8, Elisha tells her, there's a famine that's coming. You need to leave your home. And, and this famine is going to last for seven years. And so I want to read to you from Second, Sing, Second Kings, uh, beginning in verse 3. In 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 3, it says this, At the end of seven years, now remember the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm giving you recovery of what you've lost for the last seven years. And that was the word of the Lord to the church. So I'll start this again. At the end of seven years, she, the widow woman, came back to the land of the Philistines and went to appeal to the king for her house and land. And the king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the, of the man of God, Elisha, and had said, tell me about the great things that Elisha has done. <clears throat> Verse 5 says, just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elisha brought back to life came to appeal to the king for her house and land. And Gehazi says, this is the woman, my lord, the king. This and her son, whom Elisha restored back to life. And the king asked the woman about it, and she told him. And then, listen to this, he assigned certain officers to, to her case to, and said to him, get back everything that belonged to her, including all the income from her land, from the day she left 
until now. So she receives this miracle of double portion restoration. She got her land back, and then she got all the income and all the proceeds that were earned in the past seven years without ever having to do anything about it. The king just gave it all back to her, and then the king authorizes a certain officer to go and make it happen for her. And God spoke to me that this is the story of what he's doing right now. He's authorizing angelic hosts, just like those certain officers, to return to God's people all that was lost in the last seven years. Now, to blow your mind a little bit further, I was on the phone last night with Apostle Tom Hammond. And I was sharing this with him. And he said, that is exactly the word of the Lord that I'm preaching uh, this weekend in their word of the Lord conference. That is exactly the exact same thing that I'm preaching. And so out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. You know, the double portion is all the proceeds that you would have made if you had not been stolen from from the last seven years. Prophet Joel prophesied, I will restore unto you all that the enemy has eaten away from you. 2024 is a time of supernatural restoration. Hear that loud and clear. 2024 is a time of supernatural restoration. Double for all your trouble is how Bishop Hammond says it. Isaiah said it this way in Isaiah 61, instead of your shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. Amen. How many of you want some of that, you know? I know you do. I want it. I want to see the hand of the Lord do exactly what God said he would do. Does it seem impossible? Well, then that's a sure sign that it is God's will for your life. He specializes in doing the impossible for his people. For with God, nothing is impossible. And Scripture says in another place, nothing is impossible for him who believes God. Amen. Now, my spiritual father, I've already said it, is Bishop Bill Hammond. He said, the, uh, for the last five years, this is what the Lord spoke to him, for the last five years, beginning January 1st, 2018, and ending December 31st, 2023, five years, the devil has had a Job-like authorization from God to try and test the people of God just as he tested Job. If you read the book of Job, I used to think it was the book of Job, uh, but it was the book of Job. Uh, it, it begins in um, chapter 1. It says, there was a day, there was a day, and it came to pass. Listen, some of you haven't realized that Uh, hard times don't come to stay, they come to pass. And so there was a day and it came to pass. This did not last forever for Job, but there was a a time uh, where God put his reputation on the line and God put his faith in a man named Job. And the devil said, if Job loses everything, then he will curse you, God, And Job passed the test, and he never cursed God. In fact, when he lost everything, he fell to his knees and began to worship God. And he said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. After he lost everything, praise be the name of the Lord. And then the devil goes back to God and says, well, you're just protecting him. You still are protecting his health. Let me attack his health. And he'll turn away from you quickly. And suddenly, the Bible says Job had painful boils 
from the bottom of his feet all the way to the crown of his head. <clears throat> so he he was in total physical pain. But he, at, at that point, even his wife and his friends told him, you just need to curse God and die. And he would not sin against the Lord with his mouth, the Bible says. He praised the Lord anyways. Listen, have you been in a testing time like Job? I believe you have. But that time came to an end. And in Job 42, in verse 10, it says, The Lord turned the captivity of Job. He told the devil, that's it. That's the end of the line. He did not curse me. He lost everything. He, his physical health was gone, and now it's over. Your time is up. And the Lord, it says, the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. And then the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. That is the double portion. And Bishop Hammond uh, clearly and incredibly communicated that God showed him that was the last five years ending on December 31st, 2023. So Job received a double portion for all that he endured. You are in the day of the double portion. Let me tell you, the testing time is over, and you are walking into the divine reversal, a restoration and a recovery of all that was lost, and you will receive double for all your trouble. Amen? You know, we don't want to think that, but uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 2, it says, God takes you through a wilderness time to test you and to humble you so, so that you can go into to the promised land and possess your inheritance with the right heart. Amen? David said in Psalm 26, examine my heart, test my mind and my heart. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, God tests and examines our hearts. You know, it is, it is uh, sometimes a wrong doctrine that says uh, God does not test his people. Yes, you're going to go through times of challenges and testing. Uh, he tested Abraham. Uh, he challenged Abraham uh, with his only begotten son, Isaac, to sacrifice him at the top of the mountain. And just as the knife was coming down right before, <clears throat> right before he was going to sacrifice Isaac, God said, stop. Now I know what's in your heart. And then what happened after that? He revealed himself for the first time in Scripture as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides, the Lord who is our source. Amen? I'm telling you today that we've crossed a line in the Spirit, not just on a timeline, but in the Spirit. Just as I prophesied the word of the Lord, we, ha we have run through the door in 2024, and God has raised us up to a much higher level in Christ. Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 9, for a great door and effectual door is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. We're going to come to a higher and higher and higher place throughout 2024. We're going to keep going higher, and every time we go higher, we're going to go through another door, but every time we come to the new door, there will be war at the door in 2024 because there are many adversaries. But the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. That's Romans 16, 20. How many of you want God's highest and best? You know, you watch how God brings you higher and higher and higher this year. He's going to bless you more and more and more. It'll be a time of recovery, a time of restoration, and a time of the double portion for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to receive our offering today. We're going to come before the Lord and we're going to give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. In Joel chapter 2, it says, Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm. Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm. 
You know, we are in our 21-day time of fasting and prayer. And when he said, blow the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm, he also said, declare a time of consecration and a time of fasting in prayer because God is ready to do something great. A divine reversal is happening now. By the way, blowing the trumpet, when Scripture talks about blowing the trumpet, what he's talking about is prophets prophesying on earth the sound that is being released from heaven. <coughs> Excuse me, Scripture says God does nothing. <coughs> Excuse me, you can look that up in every concordance, in every Bible dictionary, in every possible translation. The Lord does nothing. It means nothing except he reveals his secrets first to his servants, the prophets. That's what blowing the trumpet is all about. The prophets are prophesying and releasing what God is saying from heaven. God's prophets are prophesying and God is blowing his trumpet today. And what God is saying to you is get ready for the double portion. I'm blessing you. This is just the beginning of the recovery and of the restoration. You know, just declare, I'm going to receive my recovery and my restoration. Just declare it. I'm going to receive my recovery and my restoration. You may want to write it in the chat. I'm going to receive my recovery and my restoration. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing yourself make these decrees. I'm going to receive my recovery and my restoration. I'm telling you great things are coming now. I heard the Lord say this. This is just the beginning of the exposure and the collapse of the enemy that has withheld your blessing. Double, double, double for you, my people. I'm telling you, you're about to discover what you don't even know you are supposed to discover. You are about to discover what you don't even know you're supposed to discover. Hear the word of the Lord tonight. I'm blowing the trumpet. There's a young man in Scripture who is being careless, goofing around with his friend, and then he loses his father's donkeys. They get out of the corral and they take off. And he and his friend went looking for these animals and uh, to round them up and bring them back so that they wouldn't get in trouble, hoping to avoid all trouble with, the, with his dad. But he didn't know he was about to discover what he didn't even know he was supposed to discover. God set him up. God let those donkeys run out. And listen, these two young guys, they search all night. Uh, they search all day and into the night looking for these donkeys, and they can't find anything. And the young man whose dad owned the donkeys, his name is Saul. And he says to his friend, isn't there a prophet around here that we could bring an offering to him and maybe he will have the word of the Lord on the matter? Isn't it kind of funny that people do all kinds of things and when they come to the end of their own idea, the end of their strength, the end of their uh, uh, ability to make anything happen, then they decide to seek the word of the Lord? I see it all the time. So they run to Samuel the prophet's house with their offering in hand. They've got money in hand where Samuel, Samuel opens the door and he says, good evening, uh, Saul, I was expecting you. How many of you know God's already got everything figured out? He's already gone before you, the Bible says, and his reward is with him. So he was about to discover what he didn't even know he was supposed to discover. So Samuel the prophet takes time all night and ministers to Saul and prophesies his destiny as the next king of Israel. He says, it is, you, it is the will of God for you to be the, the king of Israel. Once he discovered who he really was through the word of the Lord and what he was chosen to do, he discovered what he didn't even know he was supposed to discover, his calling and his destiny. 
<clears throat> I want you to understand you are about to run into some things you don't even know about yourself yet. There's things that are going to happen this year, and you're going to find out that's that prophetic word. I didn't understand that prophecy. I didn't understand at all what that prophet meant. But here I am in the fulfillment of it. So he discovered what he didn't even know he was supposed to discover, which was his calling and his destiny. And then Samuel says, your donkeys are right there. Listen, we spend time, we spend money, we spend all kinds of energy looking for something that God promises he will recover. And yet there's some things that God uses these kind of moments for us to discover what we are supposed to, what is supposed to come into our hearts and rise up within us, our calling, our destiny. You'll recover all, but there's a much higher door opening for you right now. A much higher door is opening for you than you even know right now. And as we come before the Lord with our tithes and offerings, just like Saul and his friend came to the prophet with their offering in hand, I believe something's being released to you. I'm going to pray for you to see the immediate need that you have met, met powerfully by the supernatural intervention of God. Don't you worry about it. God's, he knows where your donkeys are. You're going to find your donkeys and that immediate need will be met. But even greater than that, your door of destiny is about to open for you. And God wants you to run through the door in 2024. Amen. Forget about the donkeys or your issue for a moment. Let's bring this offering before the Lord that unlocks what God has for you today. There's an angel of recovery being dispatched for you right now. And once Saul put aside his inferiority and he let go of focusing on the donkeys, he he, he received the word of the Lord and the donkeys were right outside the door. I want to encourage you to forget about the cares of this world just for a brief moment. And let's come before the Lord with our offering and give thanks to him and worship him. Recovery is coming to you tonight, but so much more is coming. Recovery is, listen, recovery is coming to our nation tonight. God is doing something right now and so much more. But we have to turn our eyes upon Jesus, refocus our hearts upon him and begin to worship him. And sow tonight, sow your seed tonight, ready to discover what you didn't even know you were supposed to discover. Things are going to change that you don't even know needed to change. And just like the donkeys, what you're needing right now is right in front of you. Amen? Let's pray. Father, you are Jehovah Jireh. You are the Lord God Almighty. We stand before you in the name of your son, Jesus, who paid the price so that we don't have to pay any price. We could never pay that price. But Lord, and we're not buying anything with our offering. We're just displaying our heart. And so we're giving you and we're placing our offering on your altar right now just to display our heart to you, to give back to you. We're not going to focus on what we've lost in the past. We're not going to focus on the issues at hand. But as we sow tonight, reveal to us the door that we're supposed to run through. We want to discover what, what, what we don't even know we're supposed to discover. It belongs to us. And we will receive our inheritance in our calling, in our destiny for this hour. And as we sow tonight, Father, we believe mountains are moving. Things that have been stopping us are being removed right now. Debts are being canceled. The voice of the Lord is shattering the enemy, according to Isaiah 30, 31. Promotion is coming to your people by your hand now. Thank you for this new season of increase, Father. This new season of double for all our troubles. In the name of Jesus, as we sow, 
We focus our heart and worship unto you and thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 I don't know if you can feel the anointing right now, but it's so strong right now. Hallelujah. Listen, the offering is not something to be despised. It's something that we need to take before God with our heart and give thanks to him for his goodness to us. It's the one thing that we can do in return. Amen. Worship him with our physical blessings that he's already given to us. We bring it back to him and we bless him. Amen. Amen. There's so many ways you can give your gift to the Lord and partake of this anointing right now. You can text any amount, whatever it is, even if it's $5 or whatever. Don't think it doesn't matter. It does matter. Text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. There's also a QR code on your screen right now. You can put your cell phone camera over that, and then you'll see a little yellow bar underneath. Click on that. That'll take you to our giving page, and you can give that way. Uh, If you're watching on social media, there's a link in the comments section that you can click on, and that'll take you to our giving page as well. Or if you're mailing in your offering, you can mail that to LifePoint, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's LifePoint, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Some of you can go to our website if you prefer, which is lifepointchurch.cc, lifepointchurch.cc, and there's a link on the website that you can click on, and you can give that way as well. But I want to thank you for standing with us and supporting what God is doing through this ministry. I promise each week to bring you a fresh word. It's something that's going to be life-changing. Amen? (coughs) Excuse me. God is opening the door to more in 2024. Amen? Amen. You know, 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians 16, in verse 9, Apostle Paul said, A great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. In other words, you're going to have to fight in the Spirit for what God has already declared is already yours to possess. War at the door. You're going to war at the door in 2024. Because the adversaries of God and the adversaries of God's people are trying to stop you from taking what God says is already yours. You have to possess it. And remember we talked about the Hebrew word possess is is the word yaresh which means to drive out the former inhabitants, to dispossess them, to cast out the enemy, to take your promise by force. So they were to go into the promised land and dispossess the enemy, drive out those squatters that were in the land of promise, in the land of Canaan, drive them out, dispossess them, cast them out, and take that promised land by force. Now, the Old Testament was written for our admonition, for our learning. We're not talking about driving physical people out of anything. We're talking about spirits of darkness that work behind people, that work through some people. Uh, So when... God takes you to the new door in 2024, and there there is war, you're going to have to learn to drive the enemy out and cast the enemy out and bind those forces of darkness and take it by force. Amen? A time of spiritual warfare is upon the body of Christ, and God is aligning and realigning many things for you to possess what God promises yours at the new door. Amen. So tonight's prophetic workshop, uh, I I just want to continue what I began last week. We've not been this way before. And so I want to welcome each and every one of you uh, to to the workshop. 
It's so important that you grab hold of these truths and let these things be built inside of you. It'll help you. You'll find out that these truths, uh, uh, Solomon said they're like jewels around your neck, and they'll speak to you in times of trouble. Uh, You know, if you hide the word of God in your heart, when you get into a dark place, it'll be the brightest thing that comes out of you. But before we say anything else, I want you to know that Pastor Tracy and I, my wife and I, really she's an apostle, uh, we want to thank every one of you who continues to stand with us. You are amazing warriors. We love you with all our heart, and we are very grateful to the Lord to be able to lead such an amazing army of great warriors for the Lord. We love you all very, very much, and thank you so much for your kind words Thank you that you speak words of blessing over over uh, Pastor Tracy and I and, and over our ministry. Thank you so much. I want you to know that we are coming rapidly, rapidly to the day when we will stand and look at each other in our own great facility and say, look what the Lord has done. Amen. Since we have been in this time of transition... Uh, Last week and this week, God's been working behind the scenes for us. And I want to encourage you that we are seeing breakthrough and we are working through these facility challenges, I believe, for the very last time. You know, I have a prophecy from Bishop Hammond that we received in 2010. And Bishop Hammond prophesied over me and said, when David came to Jerusalem, he did not have to move another time. Now, I have a prophecy from Bishop from 1995 when we were first moving to Nashville. And Bishop Hammond said, you're going to be just like David. You're going to go from cave to cave to cave to cave for years. I had no idea what that meant, but that meant our ministry was going to go from place to place to place to place, and we would not own our own facility uh, for all these years. But then in 2010, he gives me this prophetic word uh, that when David moved into Jerusalem and to Zion, uh, that was the last place that he moved. And so he was there for the rest of his ministry. And I want you to know that I believe we are working through these challenges with a, for our own facility for the very last time. And you don't want to miss our online service this Sunday. You don't want to miss our online service this Sunday. Amen? I can't say too much, but we are in a divine setup, and we are receiving God's provision for us. Amen? I'm in constant communication with those who we are accountable to and submitted to as we navigate through this time. But rest assured, something good is happening. Amen. I've also spoken with Bishop Hammond and Apostle Leon Walters uh, discussing our transition. These are my fathers in the Lord, and they are speaking directly to me the wisdom of God. And we believe in wisdom, and we believe in honor, and we are walking in wisdom, and we are honoring our leadership. I believe we're taking all the correct steps and walking circumspectly before the Lord. Our mouths will only speak blessing. One thing for sure, Jesus is with us, and by the Holy Spirit, he is leading us and guiding us, and we are not missing it. Amen? So keep praying, keep decreeing, Keep standing with us. Keep declaring. We have upset the devil and we've upset the powers of darkness, but they cannot touch us. Amen. The Bible says our lives are hidden with Christ in God and the enemy cannot locate us and the enemy cannot stop what God is doing. But God is opening up doors of greater blessing uh, for this ministry in LifePoint as a church and you individually. God has spoken prophetically many times through many of the strongest prophets in the world today regarding our facilities that God will give us. Pastor Tracy and I 
and our family and our intercessors are praying and we're decreeing the word of the Lord. And like I shared with you last week, this time it's different. This time we go in and we possess the promise. Amen. We have not been this way before. God said it. We believe it. And now we receive it. We used to have a saying, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Uh, and I could read you multiple words from Bishop Hammond, Kim Clement, Cindy Jacobs, Chuck Pierce, Tom, Apostles Tom and Jane Hammond, Dr. Sharon Stone, and so many more. But when God says something, it's coming to pass. All of these prophetic words speaking the word of the Lord over us, all these prophets speaking the word of the Lord over us, uh, keep pressing forward. God has the perfect church building, the perfect campus, state-of-the-art, so many more details. So I have no doubt that we are in the will of God right now. Amen. So I started preparing this message several weeks ago, and I had this planned for today all this time. So listen to me, God is about to do miracles for us personally and as a ministry, as, as a church. And God doesn't do miracles just to show off. He does the supernatural so that his name will be made known. He does it so his name will be made known. Amen. And when they see what the Lord has done, they will say, who is the Jesus that they serve? That's who I want to serve. See, God doesn't do miracles that exclude you. You are always involved with the working of the miracle. You are part of the miracle. And very soon, we will all look at each other and say, look what the Lord has done. Amen? Isaiah 55 and verse 11, it says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. God has taken the ecclesia through a great transition, and I mean the capital C church, and I believe we're at the door of the new. <clears throat> His word is accomplishing what he sent it to accomplish. Remember the messages, the messages that I've preached and ministered to you on Reset. Reset. We are at the end of the reset when everything starts coming back to full power and operating and functioning at full power. Things are going to start moving forward for you now. And as a prophetic people, we don't just get to hear a word or just prophesy a word. We get to live out that word also. Paul wrote in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Verse 23, he said, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body, that's all of us, be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. So this transition was by God's design to take us to a higher place in all areas of life, spirit, soul, and body. And I think we have a tendency sometimes just to focus solely on the spiritual parts of life. But God wants us preserved completely in all areas of life. God's not offended by balance, by the way. In fact, it is his design. And sometimes we're so heavenly minded, we can be deficient in earthly things. And the opposite is also true. We can so become so practically minded that we diminish the spiritual aspects of our lives. I believe God has called us to walk in balance. I believe God has called us in 2024 to a year of supernatural harvest. And God is raising the body of Christ. I could say it awakening. He's re raising the ecclesia back to abundant life as a part of this awakening, this supernatural harvest. And although we've had to take a couple of steps back for a few weeks of, of live streaming, I believe something good is coming together in the natural for us. 
And it will continue to demand intercession and decrees and all the spiritual things too. But when you combine it all, you get through this transition in wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lost, fullness in every area of life in Christ. If you cannot find the missing puzzle piece in your life right now and you feel like you need solutions, start with a practical approach and let the hand of the Lord guide you in your soul and in your spirit. God is resetting his people. He's re-envisioning and recalibrating our lives. And, and, and though you went down a little bit in power, you're coming up full power. Amen. A realignment with heaven's purposes. And so when we talk about breakthrough, we're talking about the restoration of life, abundant life. And we've got to co-labor with the Lord. We've got to co-labor with him and do the practical and the spiritual together. <coughs> Excuse me. I want to encourage you <coughs> that God is calling us to break through as one in unity, in one accord. Amen. God is releasing new life to the body of Christ and specifically, I believe, to this ministry, to Life Point. Look at Job chapter 14 for a moment with me. In verse 7 it says, For there is hope for a tree, if it is cut down, that it will sprout again, and that its tender shoots will not cease. Though its root may grow old in the earth, and its stump may die in the ground, yet at the scent of water, at the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth branches, like a plant. <clears throat> you know, the picture may look challenging in the natural to some of you now, but God is releasing new life to flow. It is abundant life. And everything is shifting forward rapidly right now. Have you ever been driving down the street and you looked at the wheels on the car next to you? And sometimes they look like they're just spinning backwards. When in actuality, they're accelerating forward. I'm telling you that everything that appears to be going backwards right now is not as it appears. You're actually accelerating forward. Amen. God is showing favor to us and rapidly taking us up higher. And it's going to require a deeper commitment from everybody. A faithfulness, a stronger using of our faith. I believe the body of Christ has become lazy in using their faith to a degree. We need to remember it is a, a journey of faith. And sometimes it doesn't look like things in the natural, but you don't walk by sight. You walk by faith. Amen. What you believe God said. And we need to grow in every way. But listen, God is on our side and God is promoting us, and God is fighting for us. And we are headed headlong into greater success. We're running into this. And God is going to bless our businesses in greater ways, bless our families in greater ways, bless our community in greater ways, bless and grow our children and the ministry that they receive, bless and grow our youth and young adults. And we're going to have... Uh, uh, the ability to have our school of the prophets and, and training and conferences and so much more. God is pouring out a blessing upon us. He's got more to pour in 2024. And we need to get excited about building destiny together because our latter will be greater than our former. And promotion doesn't come from the north, south, east, or west. Promotion comes from the hand of the Lord, and we need to forget those things which are behind and press forth into a great, bright future together in unity as one. Amen? <clears throat> so why am I saying all of this? Because I believe we are all at the end of a great transition, and God is recovering and restoring to his people right now. This is your season of recovery 
and restoration. If God has has given you a prophetic word, let me tell you, it shall come to pass, and nothing the devil can do will stop it. Jesus is on board our ship. You have passed the test. I say Jesus is on our ship because in Mark chapter 4, Jesus uh, kind of pushes his disciples onto a boat and he says, let us go over to the other side. He didn't say, let me go over to the other side, but he said, let us go over to the other side. And that is indicative of a transition. Remember how you were excited, so excited to get in the boat with Jesus, but when the circumstances showed up and the storm began to blow <coughs> and the rain began to fall, Listen, the voices of the circumstances can override a thus saith the Lord if you're not careful. That's why Apostle Paul said you can't listen to all these other voices around you. When you listen to the voice of fear, in your mind the problem overrides the promise. And so you end up living in the light of the problem and no longer living in the light of the prophetic promise. The serpent asked Eve, hath God said... And that's how the enemy divides and conquers. Remember, I'm telling you, God is bringing unity in the church. But the enemy questions the prophetic promises. I didn't deny the doctor's report when they said I had heart issues. I just denied its authority to rule in that situation. Thank you for your uh, diagnoses, but now I'm going to pray. And I have authority over this situation And your word is not the final authority. His word is. And so I begin to decree God's word. Pastor Tracy and I came into unity over the promises of God. We knew what God had already prophesied and where we were going. And and heart failure was not part of that. And so we begin to speak the word of God and take authority over that situation. And I am completely and totally healed today because of that. Amen. His word... It cannot be trumpeted by the word of the storm. Uh, Not trumpeted. can't be trumped. Let me say that. Trumpeted. (coughs) His word cannot be trumped by the word of the storm. They got in the boat and the storm began to preach to them. But that word cannot trump what he has already said. The word of Jesus overrides the storm. And not only that, he's on the boat too. He's on your boat right now. And again, that represents his destiny for you to fulfill. And Jesus speaks to the problem, and and there's a circumstantial change. God can change and reverse everything in a microsecond. In a microsecond. Uh, King David's son, Solomon, He was supposed to be crowned the next king of Israel, but his brother Adonijah decided he was going to take what belonged to Solomon. And Adonijah gets a whole crew of people together, starts getting priests together, musicians together, even gets a a prophet to go with him. He gets a whole crew of people together to stand with him and crown him the next king of Israel. And it looked like it was a done deal. And Solomon missed out on his prophecy coming to pass. But the king rose up and reversed everything in a microsecond and set everything up for Solomon to be crowned the king. There was a recovery. There was an even greater celebration for Solomon as king, so much that those that were with Adonijah, by the way, Adonijah's name means my Lord is Jehovah. Think about that for a minute. It means that it was a Christian brother trying to steal his inheritance from him. It was a Christian brother that was trying to steal his inheritance from him. And those that were gathered with Adonijah heard the celebration that King David had made over the new king, Solomon, and said, let's go tell them that you, Adonijah, have been crowned king. And Adonijah says this, I cannot, 
because the shout of the king is among them. One second, everything looked like it was going one way, but God released a reversal and a recovery, and it turned it around and fulfilled Solomon's prophetic word. Amen. Back to Mark chapter 4, Jesus spoke to the storm. It was about to sink the ship. They were getting afraid, and Jesus speaks to the storm. And all the circumstances immediately change. Now look at verse 41. Mark chapter 4 and verse 41, if you're taking notes. It says, they were very much afraid and said to each other, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Now, when they were in the major storm, they were afraid Have you ever had to deal with fear in the midst of a storm in life? The fear of the circumstances taking you out? They were afraid in the storm. But now Jesus speaks to the storm and everything obeys him in a microsecond. Peace. Now they were very much afraid. And they saw just who they were dealing with. And they became very much afraid. In other words, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Don't be afraid of the wrong thing. They let their circumstances scare them. Don't let your circumstances scare you. When you know who you're dealing with, then you'll be less afraid of that and more afraid of him in the right honor and the right reverence. Amen? If he can tell the storm to shut down, and in a microsecond, there's no storm. What can he say to you or, or, or I or other people who decide in their immaturity to speak curses at their brothers or sisters in Christ? Even some Christians pray witchcraft prayers against their brothers and sisters in Christ. And let me tell you, if you've done that, you need to repent. And you need to come clean before the Lord. And then do whatever he says to do. If he says you go to them and apologize, you go to them and apologize. I've had to do that in my in my uh, older teenage years, eighteen years old. <coughs> you know, if it's washing the in the muddy river Jordan seven times, then go do it. You may not like it, but God knows how to cause us to change our hearts so our situations can change. And there's a fear of the Lord coming back to the church. And by the way, the Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. One day, 42 kids were mocking prophet Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 2, making fun of him, calling him fatty and baldy and all this stuff. And, you know, God says, when you touch my prophets, you touch the apple of my eye. And so Elisha speaks a curse over these boys, 42 of them. And suddenly, out of nowhere, two female bears come out of the woods and maul and devour 42 boys, all 42 of them. Listen, they were boys. In your immaturity, you don't want to curse or mock your brothers and sisters in the Lord, especially when they're prophets. Amen? All right, back to the boat in the storm. Jesus was demonstrating. He said, let us go to the other side. Let us go through this transition together. He was demonstrating the fear of the Lord should be your only fear. And all he has to do is talk to the storm. Sometimes when when things look out of control, we just need to go pray to the one who controls everything. It, It All it takes is just God speaking to it, and immediately everything will change. Don't be afraid of the wrong things. And through the storm, God opened their eyes to see and to know Him on a much deeper level. I believe we've gone through some storms so that we can know God on a much deeper level. Amen? Jesus was sleeping, but when they woke Him up, He put the storm to sleep. And listen, everything Jesus demonstrated, he was showing us the exact, exactly 
the authority and the power that he has given to his ecclesia, to his church. And I know, we know here on Speak Life very, very well this scripture, Proverbs 18, 21, says death and life, and I'll read it out of the Amplified, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Excuse me, if we understand this, uh, in the fear of the Lord, we'll change the way we speak, especially to one another. God is searching for a church that'll come together in unity and in one accord. God has a plan, and we're not going to go under. We're going to go to the other side together because Jesus already declared it. This day, we are standing and we are warring at the door of our promise. We're going to use our spiritual authority to continue to walk through this door of promise, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 18, On this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen? I believe we have the authority to hold our head high, not fight with each other, not fight against each other, but fight for each other. Go through the door in 2024. Amen. Father, as we apostolically decree today, we run through the open door. We are possessing our inheritance, and all that you have spoken is coming to pass And the gates of hell shall not prevail against your people. What you have prophesied will not return to you void of fulfillment, but it will come to pass. No human agent, no demonic spirits will be able to block or delay delay your people from possessing what you have already decreed is ours. And so we decree we shall possess our promises in Jesus' name. And we loose the blessing of the Lord to your people right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. It is finished. Amen. 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 I pray that you're blessed by that. You know, Job twenty two twenty eight says, Decree a thing and it'll be established unto you and light will shine upon your, light, your ways. You want the light of God on your ways. And so begin to speak that way. speak blessing, decree God's word, decree his promises. Amen. And you'll see light uh, where there once was darkness. Amen. I want to thank all of those who, uh, those of you who continue to stand with us week after week, month after month, and year after year. Thank you for your continual support. You know, Matthew 10, 41, we talk about it a lot around here. He who receives a prophet in the, in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Amen. So right now, I decree the prophet's reward is released to you today. Let me also encourage you to check out our sponsor, Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. Now listen, Mike Lindell has been a, a great supporter of Speak Life since, we, since its inception. And he's made available to this audience very large discounts on everything that he that is on those two websites, mypillow.com or mystore.com. Just use the promo code Marty, my first name, M-A-R-T-Y. Part of the proceeds, uh, when you purchase something, go to supporting this broadcast, Speak Life. This program costs money, costs a lot to publish, costs a lot to produce. And when you shop at MyPillow or MyStore.com, you're, you're supporting this show if you use the promo code Marty. And you'll get great products at an incredible discount. So please check them out at MyPillow.com or MyStore.com. Use the promo code Marty. If you prefer to call in your order, which some people do, I actually call mine in every time. Uh, that number is 800-859-2938. It's 800-859-2938. Make sure to tell the operator that you want to apply the promo code MARTY and you'll receive that special discount. And we are grateful for your support. Amen. 
Remember to use the promo code Marty and thank you for doing that. Amen. I also want to remind you that we are live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time right here in the United States of America. I say that because we've got people watching from uh, over 50 other nations as well. But we're live every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time in America, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. And it would be great if you help us uh, do us a favor by telling others about the broadcast so that they can tune in every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time in America as well. Hallelujah. Amen. If you like podcasts, please check us out wherever you get podcasts, iTunes or Charisma Podcast Network, wherever you're going for your podcast, check us out. Look for Speak Life with Marty Layton and give us a five-star review. Also, I want to remind you, follow me on all social media, at Marty Layton, very easy to find, at Marty Layton, on X, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Getter, Rumble, Instagram, Frank Social, Parler, Telegram, all the formats uh, I'm out there at Marty Layton. Like me, subscribe to me, uh, do whatever's going to keep you connected to us. We always uh, uh, put stuff out, so I hope it's a blessing to you. I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. It's my genuine prayer each week uh, to, that you're encouraged, that you're inspired, that you're built up each week by the prophetic ministry that comes from our ministry to your heart. Amen. You know, words are so powerful. Words are the most powerful thing God gave us to use. And uh, this new year, 2024, let's speak with God's wisdom. Let's access the mind of Christ and begin to walk circumspectly before the Lord. Amen. Again, Proverbs 18, 21 declares the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. God wants you to speak words of life. So thank you for tuning in today, and always remember, speak life. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.